Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of Saw Something Scary. We're doing Saw Something Scary in the Ring. So this sort is sort of a, a follow up. Yeah, follow up episode to the Bray Wyatt episode. WrestleMania has come and gone, and in my opinion, is one of the better WrestleManias in quite some time. I'm Derek Zoo. With me, as always, is Jeff Wright. Jeffrey, how are we doing uh, this morning? Well, Derek, we're doing all right, man. Good, 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 good. So, yeah, let's let's break it down real quick. Let's talk about WrestleMania. Uh, clearly, everybody wants to know about Bray Wyatt. Um, should we? <laughs> we use the phrase dumpster fire a lot on this podcast. I think this one is crap the bed. Oh, man. Uh, it's Not only is it a dumpster fire, but it's a dumpster fire covered with cockroaches, maggots, and whatever else that other thing was projected on the screen. Uh, Bray, um Randy Orton. That's what it was. Yeah. Did you see? <laughs> did you see? Uh, you you watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Orton goes down to the ring on the stage, there's this viper that's. Oh yeah, him. that looked terrible. Yeah, it, it looked like a giant sperm. He said that I think himself. Yeah, I think Orton he said, said it. But I mean, mm-hmm. other people, other people were commenting on, on Twitter and stuff because I always follow you know things like that on on Twitter live time, and people are like. What's that giant sperm doing following Randy Orton? It was like Sega Genesis era graphics. Yeah. You know, that and then Seth Rollins uh, setting the super long ramp on fire with his special torch. Yeah. I thought, man, this is like, this doesn't belong on the indies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, when we were talking about doing a follow up here, I, I thought what I would do is just tell the people listening that we're sorry because we said go watch Bray Wyatt and pay attention. Um, that was miserable. Yeah. Uh, but my thing is, I don't think that Bray Wyatt is primarily to blame. No. I don't think you can blame him till you get a couple, like two degrees down of responsibility. Yeah. First, I think that whoever wrote it so that they had such a short amount of time uh, and it was going to end the way it ended should, uh, should be issuing this apology. Yeah. And I also blame freaking Randy Orton. <laughs> Uh, so if you're one of these people listening and you're not a fan of wrestling, if you as a performer per, uh, don't pretend like your opponent's moves hurt you, that's called no selling. And and freaking Orton no sold the uh, the big spot of you know projecting those images into the ring. That was a goofy idea. It was goofy when it played out. But if Orton would have acted anything other than bored and indifferent, if he would have acted freaked out, if he'd have scrambled out of the ring, if he'd have done anything to sell the drama of that, we would be looking back on that as, that didn't go off so well, as opposed to what we just said earlier, that this is, you know, they crapped the whole bit. Yeah. Um, here's here's my thinking on the whole thing. Uh, I think that some of the matches went too long at the beginning. They realized that they had to give uh, Roman Undertaker, which will will probably end the podcast talking about Roman Undertaker. Um, but they they had to give Roman Undertaker ample amount of time because of what was about to happen. Um, they had to give Brock and Goldberg, I think, ten minutes, which is super long for them. Yeah, which is incredibly long for them. Um, and that's that's what the entrance is. Their match itself lasts like four minutes, like four and a half minutes or something like that. But that's still yeah, no, no, it's a yeah, it's like long for them. It's like four times the amount of work that Goldberg's put in the entire time he's been around. Um, and, you know, that Triple H-Seth Rollins match could have been cut by 10 minutes and been a lot better. Just Triple H's intro. You know, I mean, I get that he spends all his money. I thought it was awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, it eats up so much time. They just yeah. sat on the ramp not moving for like 10 minutes. Right. So. Yeah. But that's that's Triple H. When you're the uh, when you're executive vice president of talent and live events, you're married to the boss's daughter, and you're you making can do that. you're making three million dollars. You can do whatever you want to. That's true. Um, 
Yeah, so it just to me it seemed like maybe AJ and Shane went too long. Uh, maybe the uh, the thing with the Hardys might have went too long, um, and so they were like, "Well, we gotta, you know, daggum, pal, we gotta cut some, gotta cut some time somewhere." I wouldn't have cut a championship match. I would have cut. Well, I say I wouldn't cut a championship. I would have cut from the women's SmackDown. Uh, but dude, how you can't cut much more from the women's SmackDown unless you just put them all in the ring. Like that's the only I mean, thing you could have done. Kind of what that match was. I. <laughs> But I mean, like you cut their entrances, like you go to like a bumper or something, and then you, when you come back from the from the bumper, then they're they're just in the ring halfway through the match. I would just have preferred that over three spooky images right. and then an RKO and right. let's go home. At, particularly after them being like nobody wants to follow us, yeah, you know, and stuff that's, like that's that. That's what I was wanting to talk about. Um, I believe that it, Bray did an interview. I want to say it was with Brian Campbell, but it may not have been. It may have been with somebody else. But they said, hey. What do you care where your placement on the card is? You're the WWF, or WWE champion, um, but there's also the Universal title that's held by Goldberg. That looks like it's going to be the main event. Do you think that the WWE championship should be the, you know, do you care about your placement on the card? And Bray said, I'll tell you this, if I'm Lesnar or Goldberg or anybody else, I wouldn't want to follow what me and Randy did. And to an extent, he's right. Oh, that's true. It's just not the way he wanted it to be right. true. So, I mean, it, it takes... You know, it takes uh, a pair to to say something like that and then to completely crap the bed like you did. It would be hard for me if I'd have known that we'd been cut like that and we had to rush through. It had been hard for me to get back out there. It probably says something about their professionalism that they went out there and did it. Um, just because I want to blame all things on Randy Orton, though. <laughs> if, time's a, if time's an issue, don't slither down the ramp at half the speed The Undertaker moves coming in like let's i know you got to be mr cool but let's get down to the freaking ring and and get it on you know because bray's bray's entrance is slow too yeah um anyway i hate randy orton he bores me to death he looks like he doesn't care at all and it drives me crazy that he's got the belt yeah and i hope they get it off titles that's right they don't have yeah belts hold your pants up I hope they get the title off of him yeah. and onto somebody who actually gives a crap. Yeah, ASAP. Well, I think I think that the biggest thing right now is um, they they were looking at they were looking at moving AJ Styles to Monday Night Raw, right? And in a last minute thing, they decided that the big name they were going to move from Raw, or excuse me, from SmackDown to Raw was Bray. So I, it looks like that this feud was supposed to go for a little while. And now they're having to finish it up at Payback, which is a raw brand pay-per-view. So I would imagine that Owens and Styles will have their feud for the U.S. Championship. It probably won't be long. And then I imagine that Randy will drop the title to AJ probably before SummerSlam, but maybe at SummerSlam. You're probably right, and you certainly know wrestling much better than I do. But the fact that Shinsuke is not in competition for... The U.S. title makes me wonder if they won't give him a title push. And that could be, too. But I think in a perfect world, you go Shinsuke AJ for the for the WWE title at WrestleMania next year. You hold that match as cool long as you possibly can. So I would rather see the title on AJ. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see the title on KO. I'd rather see the title on Shinsuke. I'd rather see it on Sami Zayn. Yeah. We can keep doing this until we get down to like Fondango uh, in comparison to freaking Randy Orton. I told uh, somebody online 
you know, his thing is I hear voices in my head and I think they're constantly lulling him to sleep. <laughs> he just looks uh, so disinterested. And I feel the same way about his matches. Man, you sound like everybody else on the internet about Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's been the weird thing. So having not been around for like the we hate Roman Reigns thing, and I'm not saying it's not justified. I just missed it. Yeah. So I don't have that emotional um, animosity to Reigns. I, I really do think I feel towards Orton the way most people feel toward Reigns. I feel like that guy, uh, I know he's lost in a way that Reigns hasn't. But Orton is, you know, a family lineage wrestler. The youngest champion ever. What does that sound like? Somebody had a rocket strapped to their back. And, I mean, like, I was watching a clip today where he was doing a promo in the ring with Sheamus. And he walks over to Sheamus and and says, I forgot my line. He doesn't even try to protect it from the camera. I know. Um, And everybody kind of laughs like, well, when you're over, you can do what you want. You know what? Screw that. Yeah. Act like you care enough to perform well. Yeah. Uh, You and I were talking about this yesterday. Uh, Triple H did an interview with Peter Rosenberg. Um, Peter Rosenberg uh, is a host of the podcast called Cheap Heat, which is one of my favorite pro wrestling podcasts. If you're a pro wrestling fan, listen to Cheap Heat. Subscribe to it. It's a fantastic show. It's majeure. (laughs) It is. It puts the mage in majeure. Um, And they were talking about Randy Orton. And Triple H basically said he hasn't found his potential yet. Like once he, if he wants to, he's got another gear. And if he ever finds it, He'll be the greatest of all time. I completely agree with that. And that's part of my frustration. Sure. It looks to me like he's happy being good enough. Yeah. And, you know, I think every one of us can probably look at something that we have made a decision in our life to take shortcuts, to not push as hard as we possibly could. It's his job to perform. Yeah. And he has every physical gift. I don't know what. I mean, they can do, they can stick Paul Heyman with him if he's not that great on the mic. And he just seems but content. He is. He is. Yeah. He, he's, he's, yeah. He, okay. He if he remembers cut, his lines, he can cut a good promo if he remembers his lines. Yeah. So here's here's the thing that I want to. That's talk a criticism you. of him, I think. Sure. He hadn't reached his potential yet. Is just because he's chosen not to. Yeah. And 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 what's weird about that is is that he's still in the position that he's in. He's still 36 years old, and he still has another gear. Oh, I know. And, you think you'll ever see it? Probably not. I don't think so either. I just I think that he's content with doing what he's doing. And here's the thing, though, man: the RKO is so over, sure, that he doesn't have to. Yeah, it's a great finish move. It's like Diamond Dallas Page with a diamond cutter. Yeah, one of the great out of nowhere finish moves. He can put a headlock on a jabroni for 20 minutes and then hit that RKO, and people are losing their minds. It's just it's just one of those things. I wish they'd book him like Lesnar. Let's see him every six months. Yeah. I just don't. I don't like him in the ring. I don't like um, him on the mic. I I know you have actually had a personal encounter with him where you think he's awesome. I bet he's a good dude off uh, off camera. Yeah. But if you're just going to um, kind of lazily drift through your work, I'm not going to be lining up to watch it. Well, here's the thing. Um, Randy has went on record as saying that he would rather work heel. Uh, his babyface runs have always fizzled real quick. Um, there was one babyface run that lasted a couple years where he was actually the face of SmackDown. Um, oh. It was it was it was from 2011 till about 2000. Whenever he turned on Daniel Bryan, 2013. Um, that was the no, era sorry. of SmackDown almost alive. <laughs> yeah, SmackDown pre-recorded. Um, it, it, well, yeah, he was on SmackDown from there, but he was. I guess he turned in 2010, from 2010 to 2013, and when he first turned babyface in 2010, he was the most over babyface in the company. Mm. 
And, um, and if he's then, working baby face right now, he's the most bored baby face ever. See, that's what I'm saying though. Like he just prefers to work heel. And I, I, always think, that when, I think that when he goes baby face, he just gets bored. Yeah. Um, so what I was telling you earlier is I, I assume that Owens is going to be the big guy on SmackDown. He's going to be the big heel on SmackDown. AJ will probably be the big face. Um, right behind him will probably be Sami Zayn or no, excuse me, Nakamura. Nakamura and AJ will probably be that, you know, that baby face spot. And then Sami Zayn will be right there with him. Um, I say move Randy heel. I would much rather see a heel Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, a heel Randy Orton versus Shinsuke Nakamura, a heel Randy Orton versus Sami Zayn. Those are, those are fresh matches. And I think that if Orton has fresh meat to work with, I think, I think it'll be better for him. I'm with you all the way. Turn him heel, except the only thing I would say is just move him to like Ohio Valley Wrestling. <laughs> to Southpaw Regional Wrestling. No, let and him, I like Southpaw. <laughs> let him compete in Lethal, lethal, lethal Leap Year. Yeah. yeah, dude, I just don't care for him. I'd rather see Rusev. I'd rather see everybody on SmackDown Live now than freaking Randy Orton. Maybe I'll calm down once the stink of this WrestleMania is off. But yeah, and see, that's the the bad part about it is is that this WrestleMania was great. Every match to the pretty much every match was really well booked. It was really well participated. Everyone did good except this match, and it was probably my second most uh, looking forward to match, anticipated match oh, yeah. of the entire thing. Uh, I'm a KO guy, and KO and Jericho that storyline was the thing that, that drove me. Even their match was a little, it was good, it was solid, but it was a little disappointing because it seemed like that they kind of got cut short for time. The finishes came out of nowhere. Um, but at least they had the uh, the finger on the rope. Right, no. There's at least a memorable right. moment. Exactly. Now, there's a memorable moment with Wyatt Orton, but it's, no, it's not. a PowerPoint screen and just stuff you, you're going to look back in years and go, when wrestling is at its dumbest, Here's an example of what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, there's there's a book out called Wrestle Crap. Oh yeah, this that, is Wrestle Crap. Yeah, this is Wrestle Crap with with a heartbeat. Um, is Randy like the cover artist for that book? <laughs> no, the Giant Gonzalez is. Oh well. Okay. And the Gobbledygooker and Doink the Clown and several other people that deserve. I would it. slot Randy just after Doink the Clown in that uh, lineup you just gave. Man, it's hot over here. The hate is on. He's got heat with me, man. Man. She's Jeff, a heel in my heart. Jeff Wright is drinking Haterade on Randy Orton. That's for real. And it is color of the viper. That is right. Um, what I was wanting to say, though, is this. Is um, to get the stink or get the bad taste out of your mouth on the WrestleMania match, NXT has just been put on the WWE Network. Like the original NXT episodes. Go start those original NXT episodes and watch Bray Wyatt when he was amazing. Yeah. Because hmm. I fell in love with the Bray Wyatt character during the Hulu days of NXT, which are now on the network. Um, I, I forgot until I just revisited uh, um, Uproxx does a really great retro best and worst. Um, and shout out to Brandon Stroud on that. But uh, – they they're doing a retro now on the first few episodes or the first episodes of NXT now that they're on the network and the one that they did today or one that they did yesterday I forget when it came up um, it was Bray's debut match oh yeah and he wrestled Aiden English actually and uh, I forgot that he used to when he used to do Sister Abigail he would whip him into the turnbuckle run and hit him with a splash that would just kind of like drop him. But then he would hold them in a dance position and waltz around the ring with mm. them and then hit Sister Abigail. And I'd forgotten how Great amazing that was. That was. Yeah. So 
to get to wash all of the, the, the uh, sulfur and garbage out of your mouth for that, go back and watch those episodes. I will. And see, see him in his, in his glory. Man. I, I am seriously considering not watching the Chamber of Horrors match or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just want to be done with this interaction between him and Orton and on to whatever's next. He called out Finn Balor. I said it wrong. Yeah. Finn Balor. No, no, it was Finn Balor this time. It was a totally different guy. After that concussion he received on Monday, no he probably kidding. felt like he was Finn Balor. Maybe I got the concussion through the TV. Anyway, he called him out. I would love to see that. Sure. Demon King versus uh, Wyatt. Sure. Just get down with this Orton mess. Yeah, it'll it'll be done. It'll be done after payback. Orton will beat him with an RKO. Uh, the only way that I want this House of Horrors match to end is like the Chamber of Horrors match ended at the 1991 Halloween Havoc where Abdullah the Butcher got electrocuted. If Bray Wyatt gets electrocuted and comes back with some kind of electrical powers, then I'm all for it. Mm. Um, I would just like to watch uh, Orton sizzle. He can take some time off. It's not going to happen. Dang it. So, other thoughts on WrestleMania? So, yeah, I was just going to say, let's uh, let's just run down through. So, AJ, uh, did you get to see the pre-show? I didn't because um, 205 Live is not something I'm particularly compelled by. Uh-huh. The only one I know you love Neville and everybody else does. I'm wrong on this. Neville doesn't interest me. Yeah. Um, Austin yeah, Aries does. You're very wrong on that. Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, totally admit that. But uh, Austin Aries does. Uh-huh. If he was wrestling somebody I was interested in, I would have watched it. Okay. And Dean Ambrose does not interest me at all, yeah. and neither does Baron Corbin. Yeah. So I was glad to let that okay. time be used other ways. Uh, so I watched nine hours of wrestling that day. That's yeah. I watched That's the great. I watched the NXT Takeover. I watched which, that. If you have not seen NXT Takeover. <clears throat> the only thing you need to watch from that is the triple threat tag team match between the Authors of Pain, the Revival, and DIY. That was great. It is fantastic. That was great. Um, if if the if the Revival don't get uh, the tag titles within the first six months that they're on Raw, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn something to the ground. I kind of wish they'd have went to SmackDown Live. Ah, uh, yeah, that's where I wanted them to go because it looks like the Hardys are gonna have the belts, the titles for a while, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like the Revival uh, should have a run with them. Yeah. But, you know, the good thing about that is is that the Revival's beaten New Day over the last two weeks. Um, they're being they're looked at really strong. That Shatter Machine on Monday to Xavier Woods, holy smokes. That was amazing. So they're being they're being positioned in a really good spot. Um, I just hope that it doesn't get crapped away. Did you hear David Shoemaker on his podcast say that they're gonna have to handle addressing their height very carefully? I didn't hear that. I haven't I haven't listened to Shoemaker's newest podcast. Um, but they're, I mean, they're right. I like it better than cheap heat. I do too. Now that Brian Campbell's off of it, I can say that and, and, and feel okay about it. Yeah, yeah that's um, exactly it for me too. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm a huge Shoemaker fan. And so I'll tell you one, I don't know if you and I have talked about it or not, but the one that I enjoy the most out of like, let's discuss current event wrestling is tights and fights. I do listen to that on, on your the, recommendation. On, yeah, on the Maximum Fun Network. So just spoiler alert for people who are listening to this. Hit it, hit it. Wahlberg. <laughs> They get into a little blue language with their podcast in the way some of the other ones don't. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, everything's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I can see where, that, where that's a problem. And that's always been my biggest fear for the revival is that they're probably about our height, about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, somewhere in that 5'10". Yeah. And uh, so I am, I am concerned about that. But, dude, they're so good. Well, we have sort of a um, – we have a playbook for this. With he who sh- who shall not be named, Chris Benoit mm-hmm. and Dean Malenko, those guys managed to become credible 
uh, Eddie uh, Guerrero too, right? Mm-hmm. Not the biggest dude in the world. WWE knows how to handle this. I just think it's a good point on Shoemaker's case that like, yeah. you can't run somebody like The Rock out there who will immediately make fun of their height right. and just ruin them for the rest of their time. Right. Um, well, Shoemaker had the point that for the longest time, uh, anybody that came up from developmental needed to stand by Randy Orton to see how they measured up because Randy Orton is pretty much the WWE's prototypical wrestler. I hate to break that to you, but that is that is a direct quote. Even the brightest lights are sometimes dim bulbs. Um, he's not wrong on that, though. That's I mean, I defer to your superior wisdom. Orton's, In my heart, he's deeply wrong. Orton six four two forty five. Chiseled out of granite, man. That's and and you know what? For the longest time, that's exactly what you had to be. There was a there was a hiring re- requisite in like 2007 to 2011 or something like that, where it's like we're not hiring anybody, pal, unless you're six foot four and 245 pounds. Yeah, and that was stupid. It's absolutely stupid because I mean, look look at the amazing. Uh, I mean, we're running off the rails on this, uh, but you don't have Bray Wyatt in that situation. Mm-hmm. You don't have Samoa Joe. You don't have Kevin Owens. You don't have the Authors of Pain. Finn, whatever his you last don't name have, is. Yeah, you don't have Finn Bagore. Um, you don't have uh, the Revival. You don't have Sammy. I mean, there's there's uh, you don't have Nakamura. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we we watched it last night. Shinsuke Nakamura is an attraction. Oh yeah, yeah, and. I mean, the only other person that I know of on SmackDown Live that gets the audience to chant their name is AJ Styles. Who would have also been out of the cut, right? Exactly. And was for the longest time. Yeah. Dude should have been over here 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm with you. That Again, just to say it one last time, that's an indictment of Orton. Yeah. All the physical tools in the world. Just put it together, man. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Authors of Pain, DIY, Revival. Check that out. Uh, the pre-show... In my opinion, Austin Aries and Neville probably the second best match on the of the night. Okay, um, really, really good, hard hitting. Uh, man, Neville drops Aries on his head a couple times where I was like, "Oh, that's not good." Um, but it's a really well worked match. Um, I, I would I would tell you to go out of your way to watch it. I'll probably go back and watch it too. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was a huge waste of time. Yeah. Um, I really wanted Sammy to win the thing. Uh, when it comes down to Jinder Mahal and Mojo Raleigh, I you've got me tuned out. Mm-hmm. I couldn't give a crap less about Ron Garkowski. Me either. Um, and he was on there last night too because yeah. they were in Boston. And I Vince is desperate to be relevant in the broader exactly. sports world. And and you know what happened today? I was watching Sports Center and they mentioned it on Sports Center. Yeah. Well, and congratulations. Yeah, and that's what they wanted. So uh, skip that, uh, and you skip the Corbin Ambrose thing, which. I, I have to say this, though, man. I think that that match would have went differently. It was supposed to be on the main show, and I think it would have been um, – did you see their match last Thursday – or excuse me, last Tuesday where they did, like, the no disqualification match where, like, they were jumping through tables and all sorts of stuff? I think that's more or less the vein that it would have been in had they been on the main roster. Well, somebody on the Tights and Fights podcast talking about that match said, if the WWE doesn't care about this match, I don't either. Yeah. And that's how I felt about yeah. it. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. Uh, there was so much backlash on the SmackDown women going on the pre-show that they were like, oh, okay, well, we'll just put that one on there. And at that point, who cares? Yeah. Uh, so Ambrose wins that. Uh, the match of the night, as far as I was concerned, and you may be different on this, uh, was AJ and Shane. AJ could have a good match with a mop. Yeah. And and that's no disrespect to Shane. Shane all. went all out. Yeah, Shane That's was, the best match he's ever wrestled. Yeah. Shane, uh, Shane more than held up his end of the bargain. The only thing that I hated about that match or, or wasn't in favor of was how um, at the beginning they kind of made Shane like out wrestle AJ a little bit. And I'm like, come on, this is AJ Styles. You're 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 openly calling him the best wrestler in the world, 
and you're letting your 46 year old part time uh, executive know, executive um, chain wrestle with him. Did you read that piece? I can't remember her last name, but it's a writer for SB Nation. Yeah, Charlotte something. Charlotte something. Yeah. Uh, her description of that match is exactly what I felt like. You know, uh, it was just a spectacle from beginning to end. Yeah. And I was really glad to see it. You yeah. know, I had hoped that she, AJ would have a better matchup for WrestleMania, but man alive, they put on an excellent, excellent match. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was it was really good. It set, it set a great tone. They didn't go too overboard with stuff. Um, and you know, and, and, and I've always heard it from wrestlers. If you're not last, you ought to be first. Yeah. You know, cause you're opening up the show. I think the crowd did get tired. There's a lot of heat and a long day of wrestling mm-hmm. and they got to have the crowd probably at its freshest. Yeah. So I was, I was really, at first I was kind of upset because that was one of the matches I was really looking forward to. But then thinking about it and seeing how long that that actual, that main show went, I'm really glad that that's where they were instead of later on in the card. Especially looking at the Wyatt Randy Orton situation where they got their time cut. I would have hated for Shane, which Shane's not going to get his time cut, but I would have hated for something like that to happen. That's true. So AJ wins. Owens and Jericho, I thought was solid. It's not, a, again, it's not a reinvent the wheel. I thought I was looking for more Steamboat Savage, you know, to steal the show. It didn't happen, but I think that was just due to time constraints. You give those guys five to ten more minutes and it would have been awesome. Is Jericho ever going to have his WrestleMania moment? I don't think so. I mean, man, you just keep. I mean, he's going to be, I think, very well regarded in history, and he yeah. deserves it. I think he's but, top ten, but he's going to do so without really like, oh, remember at WrestleMania? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, the the closest he's had to a WrestleMania moment, in my opinion, is the match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania nineteen. But there's also three other really big matches on that card that kind of overshadow it. You've got Steve Austin's last match. You've got the McMahon Hulk Hogan street fight. And you've got Brock Lesnar almost killing himself with a shooting star. Oh, is that when that happened? Yeah. So it's it's that hidden gem in a really really good WrestleMania, probably the second best WrestleMania of all time in my opinion. Um, but it, you know it's there, but that's that's about as far as it gets with with Jericho. And and he's had that opportunity a couple different times where you're like, okay, this is going to be it. This is going to be the match. It's, I mean, it's just going to blow everybody away, and it just falls short a little bit. Sure. Which is disappointing. Um, let's see, what was next? Was it the tag titles after that, I think? Oh, yeah, when the Hardys came yeah, in. Yeah, which was the biggest pop of the whole night. Yeah, I had great. that spoiled for me. Oh, my, did you? My phone, I've never told it, tell me about wrestling stuff, because mm-hmm. it's some kind of feature on Androids from Google um, that, like, tell you about your interests. Never told it anything about pro wrestling, and it just popped up. Oh, man. Hardys. That's and, terrible. Uh, but, man, it even having it pulled, it was really fun to watch those guys come through. Hear Jeff's music again. Yeah, yeah so welcome back, Hardys. We're yeah. glad you're here. Um, here's here's something that I'm hoping, since we're going down the Bray Wyatt thing, I hope that um, if they can't get the broken thing right, that the Hardys get brainwashed by Bray Wyatt and become pseudo-broken, and they just join that Wyatt family. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I told you, what, I, what I'd like to see you do is, since they're on the quest for gold, they've been in different promotions – Winning their titles, I'd love to see them be agents who are kind of meta in the WWE universe, mm-hmm. so they can drop in on SmackDown Live, they can drop in on uh, Raw, just chasing titles. Yeah, uh, whatever they do, it's great. They're going to live on this nostalgia bump for a while, even if they don't get the broken stuff back. And I'm glad to see them do it. I, and you know, really, kudos to those dudes. They're not young, All right? And they wrestled with um, it wasn't Ring of Honor, 
But they wrestled. Yeah, it was Ring of Honor. Oh, was it Ring of Honor? They yeah. wrestled, you know, Ring of Honor the night before. Yeah. Came back out, did a uh, ladder match. Yeah. Good on I you, guess, fellas. I guess the Young Bucks, who are um, who are one of the best tag teams in the world, uh, they're a little more stupid, flippy BS, as Jim Cornette would like to call it. But it's it's. I mean, they're great and they're they're good at what they do. And um, and so yeah, I think I, to to be able to hang with him in a ladder match. And then the next night, do another ladder match with with three other teams that they've I don't think they've ever touched before. Be in the area and keep it a secret. I mean, I, a lot of people were speculating, but for it to not become like, oh yeah, it's for sure. Yeah. Um, for it to still be a surprise, that's great. Yeah, it was it was really well done. Um, it was great to see. Did so you many read people. that story where Jeff was down like in the lobby, or I can't remember if it was Jeff or Matt, but one of them was down in the lobby of the hotel talking to fans and told the fans, yeah, man, I'm really sore from that match. I'm just going to go upstairs and go to bed. And he walked out of the room into the limo that took them to. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I just so appreciate I mean, not to make everything about Orton, but think about the care that went into protecting it, even in a hotel lobby that maybe nobody would ever know about. Yeah. And they, they went the extra mile to do it. Thank you for caring about your fans. Yeah. That is really cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, what happens with him. I'm disappointed that Gallows and Anderson had such a crappy title reign. They still don't uh, know what to do with him. Yeah, I'm all in on those guys. I have been for the longest time, and uh, I it really it, it's really disappointing to see. Those guys, they've dropped some weight. They look really good. Um, I know that sounds weird, but they, they do. They're like they've, they've dropped weight, and they look they look really good, and I, I hate to see them get mired in, in all this, and especially because, let's be honest, man, the Revival kind of took their spot. Mm-hmm. Like, Gallows and Anderson are supposed to be these guys that just wreck stuff. And it's been the revival for the last two weeks. Sure. So that's disappointing. Um, I couldn't care less about Sheamus and Cesaro as a tag team. I love Cesaro as a singles competitor. I really like Sheamus. This is one really? of those minor opinions. I get everybody's tired of him. I like Sheamus too, but not as much as I've ever liked Cesaro. Um, I've always felt like he's he's got an understated charisma, and he's, he's uh, unbelievable in the ring. And for some unreal reason, Vince won't use him the I way he I think he'd be, be better on SmackDown. Yeah, I agree. I've wanted Cesaro. Cesaro's one of those guys that wanted on SmackDown from the beginning. If they would move Cesaro and Sheamus over there, I know that's not likely now, but if they would move them over there, that would balance the tag situation quite a bit, and yeah. it would give you guys who would probably be better fits over there. But yeah. Vince hadn't called for her opinion. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Bailey defeated Charlotte, Sasha, and uh, Nia Jax, excuse me, in a fatal four-way elimination match. Uh, that actually happened before the Hardys and uh, won the tag titles. I was a little disappointed with that match, man. And I think the reason why was because I was I'm so I'm I'm all in on Bailey, Sasha, and Charlotte. And Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch last year had the match of the night as far as WrestleMania went. And I really kind of expected the same. I think it was one of those time constraints, and they just I don't know. It just it kind of felt flat. I was out on it from before in the fact that the the SmackDown match was let's get a bunch of women in the ring. Raw's match was let's get a bunch of women in the ring. That just doesn't seem to me like they believe that these women can tell a story, and I, I think they can. So give me your two best. Yeah. Let them prep for a great match, and let's have it. Let's not just throw them all in there together. Right. No, I agree. Uh, and and that's that's been the mo of WrestleMania for the last four or five years. Is Dagum pal, we gotta get everybody on the roster. Everybody's gotta get that WrestleMania bonus, and it screws up the matches like this. Like it should have been Sasha and Bailey, or it should have been Charlotte and Bailey. Um, you could have even done Charlotte and Bailey and Sasha and Nia Jax. And I would have been happy. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the coolest thing for me was watching Nia Jax, Nia Jax wreck shop and then them do that triple powerbomb. 
And then it just kind of good storytelling. Yeah, and then it just kind of went to crap from there, yeah. which is disappointing because I think Bailey, Sasha, and Charlotte are probably the three best in the women's division right now. And I know how you, dare you? And I know you don't feel that way, um, but I, I think that I, I think that as far as from a ring standpoint goes, I think they're the three best. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, but your girl, she's great on the microphone, but she's not good in the ring yet. She's getting there though. Uh, Hardys did their thing. John Cena, Nikki Bella defeated the Miz and Maurice. Meh. Yeah, and then, I wish the Miz had a better vehicle. Yeah, he was and, the guy I was most interested in. And I'm really worried about him being on Raw. Oh, me too, man. Really Particularly because he jobs his first night out. Yeah, you know. Um, a really cool thing, Brandon Stroud. We we're talking about him again from Up Rocks. A really cool thing he he put on Twitter was, "Wouldn't it be amazing if the Miz goes back to SmackDown?" Oh, that would have been wonderful. Yeah, it would have been awesome, but mm-hmm. obviously it's not going to happen. Cena proposes to Nikki in the ring. That felt really robotic and, and terrible. It got everything they wanted. You yeah. know, got national coverage. Okay, great. Um, but it also felt like it sucked the life out of the crowd. The crowd was dead after that. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, is that where Flo Rida and Pitbull and everybody came in? Was after that match? I don't remember, dude. I didn't watch a minute of that. As soon as I realized it was Pitbull time, I like went and did laundry. Sure. And I just listened to a podcast in my laundry room until it was gone. I yeah. Had, ugh, yeah. Forget that noise. No, it was terrible. Um, Seth Rollins defeated Triple H. Uh, the only thing, uh, that match went too long, in my opinion. Went too long, and they've done a horrible job of selling Seth's knee injury. You know, yeah. It's so bad that he's got the... Hold harmless. He spends the whole time, like, his knee really hurt him unless he needed to jump and do mm-hmm. something tricky with it. And then the next match he wrestles, he's basically back in gear. But, yeah. You know, like, wrestling a match on a hurt knee healed it somehow. Yeah. And and he wins that match with a pedigree, which if you've never seen a pedigree before, you bend an opponent over, you put their head between your legs, you underhook their legs, you jump up, and you drive their face in the mat with, with your, your knees. knees. Yeah. How are you going to win a match like that when your knee's about to fall off? And this is this is probably nitpicky, but like I was weaned on Shawn Michaels, man, and Michaels sold everything that happened to him in the ring yep. the rest of the time. And so hashtag goat. Um, coolest mm-hmm. coolest part about that match besides Triple H's entrance, Stephanie going through the table. Yeah, and that was good because she's usually so untouchable. I'm glad yeah. that they did that. Yeah, and I hope she's off Raw for a long time. She needs to be. She really does need to be. Uh, we talked about Randy Orton and Bray uh, ad nauseum. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Again, go watch Bray's old stuff on NXT. Go watch Bray Wyatt before he got to the main roster, and they didn't know what to do with him. Uh, Brock Lesnar defeated Goldberg. <sighs> that might be my third favorite match of the night, man. Hey, man, that was uh, that was popcorn and candy. You know, Brock kind of lays into him. That camera angle was perfect. That camera angle was awesome. Goldberg hits him with a spear, and then Suplex City. I'm very happy with that. Yeah. The the spears, the jackhammer, you think, holy crap, Goldberg's going to win this again. And then Brock kicks out the very last second. Goldberg sets him up for a spear. Brock does a leapfrog. Mm-hmm. And then and then takes him to Suplex City and beats him fairly, I mean, handedly, which he needed to. Sure. This is Brock Lesnar. He's an, he's an attraction. He's an anomaly. Oh, that leapfrog is that. It's like watching LeBron James play basketball. You realize that we're the same species, but you're a better version of it. Yeah. There's just some, you know, they talk they talk about Charlotte being genetically superior. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar, LeBron James of the world, they're genetically superior. Yeah. It, and I, it's fun to watch. Yeah, it bothers me. A buddy of mine, uh, Mike Dubslecki, he, uh, he says he hates Brock Lesnar because he's so boring because everything's so predictable. I'm like, yeah, it's predictable, but dude, it's 
It feels real. It's predictable like tornado season in Thank the you. Midwest. Absolutely. Here's the thing, and and it's 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 almost like Orton, but it's the antithesis of Orton because uh, my buddy's like, well, he's only got two moves: Jervis Suplex and F Five. And I'm like, yeah, but he knows what to do with them. Sure. And the and it's the same thing with the RKO. The fans go nuts for Suplex City, and and as long as they do, that's exactly what he's going to do. And WWE was very smart to put Heyman beside him. Yeah, more power to him. Yeah, that's that was actually a Brock Lesnar move more than it was a WWE move. Um, which is a real funny story. I can tell you off off uh, air. Uh, that match should have been what they did at WrestleMania 20. I don't know if you ever saw the dumpster. Fight. I've heard about it. Oh my gosh, watch it sometime. It's it's 15 minutes of stalling and the crowd chanting for Austin and the fans knowing that both these guys are going to be gone and saying so they're chanting goodbye and you sold out and all this stuff and and clearly Brock's frazzled and clearly Goldberg's frazzled and neither one of them are really giving it their all. And oh, it sounds like uh, right there. It is. Um, so anyway, Brock and Goldberg. I thought it was a perfect. It was King Kong versus Godzilla, and it was just a really great match. Naomi defeated Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Mickey James, Natalya, and Becky Lynch to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss is the greatest female worker. That's that's in, not true. That's incorrect. But I, it's number one in my heart. It's true. She's, in my heart. she's wonderful, and I hope that she is as dominant on Raw as she is on SmackDown. Uh, I hope she doesn't get lost in the mire on that. Cause this sounds weird. I would almost like team her up with Bailey because Bailey just can't do it on the mic right now. And, uh, Bailey's better in the ring. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a, it'd be a nice balancing act that maybe they could learn from each other. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Alexa's a better heel. Bailey's a better face. Yeah. I don't- I, I don't think we'll, well, never say never in wrestling, but I don't think we'll ever see a day where Bailey's a, a heel. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but I'm looking forward to that Sasha Banks heel turn, and it's right around the corner. Almost um, happened Monday. Yeah, Almost. I thought it was going to. I thought she was about to wreck shop, and then and then your girl came out. Um, yes, she did. Naomi's a passable champion. I'm really looking forward to seeing her and Charlotte wrestle. She's been hurt the whole time I've been back. Yeah. So I'm... I'm blank slate for me. She's very athletic, yeah. Um, and I think that I think that her and Charlotte will have good, her and Charlotte will have good matches. Um, that SmackDown Women's Division is kind of rough. Besides that, Natalia's solid, but they're never going to do anything with her. You're not Tamina's is not over for you. Uh, so anyway, Roman Reigns, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns in the in the main event of the night. Roman Derek, Reigns. whose yard is it? Uh, it is forever and always the Undertaker, sir. No greasy-haired Samoan is going to stop me from doing that. I apologize to all Samoans that are listening to the podcast. I know you're not all greasy-haired. Um, here's the thing, dude. I was the, and I told you this last night, I was the biggest Roman Reigns apologist for the longest time. And I think that he was the absolute right guy to do what happened. Um, and and I I became even more of a fan of Roman Reigns on Monday night when he circled the ring and let the fans just boo him and tell him to F off and everything else for 10 minutes. He did that perfectly. He oh, would raise the mic to his hand yeah. and let him go. I mean, I, my favorite part of it was when he pointed to his palm and said, I got you all right here. Yeah. And I was like, money. This is the Roman Reigns we need forever. Yeah. And then what did they do? They I retconned know. it. I know. Where he's like, oh, well, you know, just had to do what I had to do and all this stuff. And you make Braun Strowman the biggest baby face on Raw. Well, they did it. So we're off on Monday and after, but as soon as he got out of the the ring, yeah. the announcers were like, "Well, they don't they boo the people they normally cheer and cheer the people they normally boo." Yeah, I get it. Um, I mentioned I, I was away from the in the Roman Reigns toxification. 
I really like him. I really enjoy watching him work. I really enjoy the way that he um, even tells his story. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when uh, when Shawn Michaels ended Ric Flair's career, mm-hmm. you know, there's that he says, "I'm sorry, I love you." Right. Um, Roman's trying to do something like that. There's a lot of parallels to it for sure. Um, and so, as somebody who didn't like basically have a personal vendetta against the WWE bound up in him, mm-hmm. I'm able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Having said that, it's also pretty fun to watch Braun Strowman yeah. wreck the world. Yeah. Um, which why hasn't anybody talked about the fact that there had there obviously had to be like a dummy or a blow up doll or something of Roman Reigns on that stretcher when he throws it face first? Yeah. Yeah. Has to be. All right. So we're again off WrestleMania. You like the way this went down? Yeah. Um, so here's the, here's the thing, man. This needed to be The Undertaker's last match. Yeah, he looked it. Um, it, it, was, it. It was a decent match, but the thing about The Undertaker and the legend that The Undertaker has been, and uh, I think that our next bigger episode that we do will be uh, going over The Undertaker's career. Um, the Undertaker, starting with about, <laughs> you're not going to like this part, we're starting with about WrestleMania 21 with Randy Orton. His match became a main event match wherever it was, mm-hmm. and usually was one of the top matches on the card. And then, of course, that really blew up with the Shawn Michaels matches. Um, this was not in that realm. It was solid, and it was it was as good as possibly it, it could be. And it had well, there really- was there was like two times where they tried to do a reverse DDT or a reverse. It was a tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah. I just thought, man, I just don't want that in your story. Let's never see that again, okay? Yeah. Um, and there, there was a moment where Taker, where Roman's uh, doing the ten punches, and Taker goes to do the last ride, and he can't get him up. Mm. And you know, and for the longest time, Taker, of course, extends and power bombs, and he couldn't get him up. Um, that being said, no one five years from now is going to remember that match. All they're going to remember is the fact that the Undertaker died. And we got a glimpse of Mark Calloway for the first time in the ring. And you were the first one to tell me that, you know, he entered as the Undertaker and he left as Mark Calloway. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right. I don't know if that's original with you, but if it is, hats off to you. That is such a perfect way for that character to come to an end. Yeah. Do they ever bring him back out as GM or anything like that? I hope that? not. Yeah. I, and as a matter of fact, I don't want him to go in the Hall of Fame for a while. I don't want him to do autograph. I don't want him to be an access. I don't want, I don't want him around. If, if, if he wants to do the, like, if he wants to come to the Hall of Fame or if he wants to come to WrestleMania stuff, awesome. But don't do autograph appearances. Don't do anything like that. Let that memory of those clothes in the ring stay in the ring. For a while. Let it just burn in. Absolutely. That, that was the biggest takeaway for me was here's the Undertaker. You know, he, he goes out like an old school vet would on his back. And he, and here's the thing, man. Roman Reigns is a three time WWE champion. He's main evented the last three WrestleManias, but this match solidifies him as a huge deal. Yeah, if they were smart, they would ride the, this guy, took out the Undertaker heel heat for a while. They're not going to. No. But it, maybe it will go through him to Braun Strowman, and like, he'll be the reverse energy multiplier so that Braun turns uh, super duper face off of this. Yeah. Um, you know, my favorite ending up until now for uh, a performer's career was Shawn Michaels pulling himself up Undertaker's body, making the throat slash gesture and slapping him in the face. Yeah. I thought that was a man's way to go out. And uh, Undertaker looking at Roman Reigns and saying, you don't have the balls. Yeah. Was uh, 
really fitting for that for the dignity of that character. Yeah. You talked about I'm sorry I love you and then you talked about the throat slash. To me this was the perfect combination of the both of them because Roman, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but we noticed it at, at the WrestleMania party that I was at. As Roman is walking up the ramp after the pyro and everything's gone off, he tears up. Yep. There's a picture of him backstage. Yeah. Just sitting in a folding chair, and he's got his head down. It looks like he's crying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. As a guy who's not sort of walked this road with right. him, I can look at that and go, that's exactly the kind of respect I want a guy to pay sure. for the moment he was just in. Sure. So. And, and and that's the thing, man. It's not Roman. It's the book. It's, it's, yeah, it's the, it's the WWE. It's the machine. They keep they keep trying to make him something that he's not. Roman Reigns is a phenomenal talent, and he will be a phenomenal talent. But it's it's the same thing as The Rock, man. In 1997, the fans hated The Rock. They hated Rocky Maivia. They didn't want him. They thought he was pushed too quick. Uh, they thought he was too sugar coated, you know. And and the the announcers and everybody was trying to, you know, oh, he's blue tripper. Da 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 da. He got hurt. He came back and joined the Nation of Domination, and within a year, he was the hottest thing in the company, not named Stone Cold Steve Austin. And and I'm just saying, like, that's what they need to do with Roman. Yeah, Roman, I think you're right. Roman has a, is, a, is a very self-confident kind of guy. He has a swagger about him, and it's great. That segment on Raw last week was one of the best segments on Raw. Think about it, man. In, in the year alone, we've seen three really great non-wrestling segments on Monday Night Raw. That one? The Festival of Friendship and Braun destroying Roman Reigns this week. Yeah, yeah, that was a great section. Um, but yeah, it, it, WrestleMania needed to end the way that it did. Um, but I mean, in my opinion, uh, I'm, I'm the biggest Shawn Michaels fan in the world, and I think that Shawn's the greatest perform, like the greatest wrestler of all time. Uh, Vince McMahon one time said that Steve Austin is the greatest WWE superstar of all time. I have to disagree with that. I think the greatest WWE superstar of all time is The Undertaker. I think that character, um, he didn't move merchandise like Austin. He may not have moved tickets like Austin, but he was a consistent character within this universe that Vince McMahon has created for himself. Like you said, championship-level talent without ever really having to hold the belt. Yeah. Unless the company needed him to hold the belt. When the company needed him to hold the title, he was there. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, he was an attraction. And he he always did what was called on him to do. Uh, we mentioned the Bruce Pritchard podcast, even in just the regular sauce on the scaries. Um, Bruce this week, he and Conrad, uh, well, last week now, talk about uh, The Undertaker from 93 to 94 and talk about his feud with Giant Gonzalez and talk about his feud with Yokozuna and talk about his feud with The Underfaker. Mm-hmm. And it's just those three right there. When he's been in the company for three years, you see how Vince, you know, is like, well, daggum, pal, we need you to make this eight-foot monster have decent matches, and, and it did Relevant. Yeah. yeah. But wrestling The Undertaker, even back then, was a big deal. It was a bump, yeah. You know? I, and, not a bump in the wrestling sense, but like right. in prestige. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you're looking at a main event type of guy. Yeah. And they they did everything in their power to protect that character. And they gave him an incredible gimmick. Out of all the vocational gimmicks, that was the money one. Yeah. Uh, so you know, more power to him. It's not like he didn't get a good leg up. But right. He was very. He was a very good steward yeah. of what they gave him. Yeah. The, the only thing is, I wish that he and John Cena would have had a big WrestleMania match. Did you um, read that report that he requested Cena and Vince said no? Yeah. 
Um, I have since seen that scene pretty compellingly debunked. Mm-hmm. If that were to turn out true, Vince ought to be flogged. Yeah. Undertaker ought to get to have what he wants. Well, I agree with that. Um, but at the same time, I think that they made the right choice with Roman because Roman's my age. He's 31 years yeah. old, and he's got 10 years left. Where Cena is pushing 40, he's a part-timer now anyway. It would have made sense for John to wrestle The Undertaker if this was going to be Undertaker's last match. Um, just because I still think I'd just like to see Undertaker be honored the way he's honored. You know, sure. Never went, never kind of flirted with the WCW during the Monday Night Wars. Just right. like, yeah, man, we'll we'll give you John. Yeah, uh, um, I, I don't think that that would have been true because I think that Vince has enough respect for that character that if if Taker would have been like, I want Cena in my last match, that Vince would have been like, Oh, daggum, well, that's what we'll do. It does seem to have been debunked. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm glad. Yeah. I, I hope that he was able to be satisfied. Yeah. And even Vince, in a, I think Bruce and Conrad bring this up that um, in an interview that Vince did with some magazine, they were like, Who's your favorite WWE superstar? You've been here from Hogan to, to now. Who is it? And Vince was like, Undertaker, hands down. And they, they have a special relationship. Um, you know, uh, I think we talked about it before where Brock got. Brock got uh, Brock hurt the Undertaker. Legitimately concussed the Undertaker at WrestleMania 30, and Taker gets to the back. I don't know if you know this or not, but Taker gets to the back and he collapses. And Vince takes him to the you know takes him to the hospital and leaves the biggest you know the biggest event of his year. Yeah, he just leaves it there because his his number one soldier is falling. So there's there's that kind of relationship where I think if if Undertaker was like give me Hogan, he'd be like oh there go pal that's horrible but all right we'll do it. Uh, what's the CM Punk you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, I can't do that one. Oh, <laughs> sorry. sorry. All right, man. Anything else? Ah, uh, no, man. That, that's about it. Uh, again, Bray Wyatt NXT. Go watch the early days uh, to see him in all of his glory. Thank you, Undertaker. Thank um, you, Undertaker. Yeah, and we'll be we'll be uh, putting together a little little retrospective on the Undertaker's career um, as much as you can. Trying to wrap up 26 years in in one podcast, and uh, we're going to try to get our Try to get friend of the podcast, Brian Campbell, on for that from CBS Sports. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in for a special Saw Something Scary in the Ring. And sorry if we let you down on the recommendation for uh, the Wyatt Orton match. But I think Derek's gave you a good roadmap to kind of watch that out. Go uh, go check it out. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time. And that's the bottom line. Bye-bye, man. <laughs>